do today, and worrying doesn't need to be one of them. That's why one in nine families use Life360 for safety, to connect to the people that matter most. Join today and get premium features that keep your family protected with real-time location updates, crash detection, and 24-7 roadside assistance. Because let's face it, you're more than just your to-do list, you're a family. So let's live life 360. Download for free today. mysterious world of parareality. This is a realm where the blurred lines between what's real and unreal merge together, forming an alternate reality where the truth and fiction become indistinguishable. I'm Sandman, and I'm your host. Well, I've got Easy e in the co-pilot's chair tonight, and we've got a very special guest on the line. We've been working with this person for quite some time now, trying to get all of our schedules lined up to do this interview, and finally... We got everything lined up, all the stars lined up together. Our guest tonight is Miss June Lundgren. She is a psychic medium, nurse, animal communicator, and international author, as well as a television and radio personality. She's going to be telling us all about her work in fighting demons. But to learn more, you'll have to turn on, tune in, and find out. But before she gets on the line here... It's time for one of my favorite times of the podcast, email time. So, you know, I try to always take at least one email every episode and answer it or a comment or something like that. And this comes from, man, it comes from all the way in Glasgow, Scotland. This is Paul. And Paul says, hey, Sandman, I love the show. I've listened for a couple of years. Keep up the good work. Hey, thanks, Paul, from listening for listening all the way from Glasgow, Scotland. This truly is an international type podcast. I mean, every podcast is is available everywhere, right? That's one of the beauties of podcasting and the beauties of the internet is that you can reach people literally from every corner of the world. And it's always nice to see that, or nice to know, should I say, that I've got people 
from different countries who listen and who enjoy the podcast. So, Paul, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being a loyal fan and for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And if there's a topic that you'd like to hear me tackle, Paul, just send me an email, sandman at parareality.com, and I'll do my best to see if I can uh, do you proud on that. So that's Paul all the way from Glasgow, Scotland. Once again, thank you very much, Paul. I really appreciate that. Okay, everybody, it is now time for the interview portion of the show. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. I've been working with this guest for uh, several weeks about appearing on the show, and I'm very excited to have her. Uh, my guest this evening is Miss June Lundgren. She is a psychic medium, demon seer, healer, animal communicator, international author, and nurse. She's appeared on shows like Coast to Coast AM, Midnight in the Desert, Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast, Ground Zero, and the television show Ghost Adventures, specifically the Graveyards of, of the Pacific episode, the uh, Norblad Hotel. Uh, she was raised by her maternal grandmother, and she grew up communicating with spirits, animals, and angels. She's descended from a long line of women with psychic and spiritual gifts, and she's called a demon seer because she can see, hear, communicate, and remove negative entities. She's been helping people resolve their paranormal problems for over 40 years. Her books include A Medium's Guide to the Paranormal, The Dark Side of the Paranormal, Paranormal Encounters Book 1 and 2, Out of Time, and Demon Seekers, The Journey Begins, Demon Seer, The Awakening. The second book in the Demon Seekers series, Demon Seekers Into the Darkness, was released on the week of January 23rd, earlier this year, 2023. Ms. Lundgren has served in the military, where she trained as a nurse and EMT, and after returning from the military, she's continued to work in the medical field as a nurse and the paranormal field, and as a paranormal investigator and consultant on negative energies. My, she has done a lot. I'm very happy to have Miss Joan Lundgren here on Parareality. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. I am really, I've been super excited to interview you because um, of the, um, well, a couple of things. I, I, I want to get into it here in a little bit, but the, the demon seer and the animal communicator, because uh, I happen to be an animal lover and I've interviewed a, uh, a, a pet psychic on uh, the podcast before. And I, I'm interested in uh, having, um, having you see if you can communicate with some of my, my past pets. I don't know if you can do that or not, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, first of all, before we get into to, uh, the weeds pretty deep here, I, can I ask you, I know it says that you were raised by your maternal grandmother and that you grew up communicating with spirits and, and such, but do you know how old you were whenever you first realized that there was something special about you? Personally, um, probably about three or four. Really? That I young? Like, yeah. I, you know, before that, my grandmother knew because you know, the animals would sit under my crib oh, and wow. we would have conversations. And she knew that Michael was always present, Michael the Archangel. He was always present. So she, she had abilities so she could, you know, see and hear. So she would 
she knew that I was different and she knew the moment that she held me in her arms that uh, there that I was the one that the family prophecy foretold about there was a family prophecy from the 1400s wow. that said a female would be born in the family with the ability to see hear and destroy demons and she knew the minute she my grandmother my mom dumped me off on her that 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 I was the one and so are, she raised she, so she taught me everything she could are all the women in your your family do they all do they all have the same gift no they each one of them have spiritual gifts differently my grandmother can you know can, my grandmother could talk to the dead and she was a medium. She was a psychic. She could see the future. Um, but she knew she could feel the demons, but she couldn't see the demons. She could see angels, uh, but that was okay. the extent of her abilities. Okay. And she was the one, obviously, that, that groomed you and, and um, taught you how to use your your abilities. Um, yeah. Do, yeah, it was. It was different because when I was about four and a half, five, how I saw demons changed. Before that, I saw them as most humans do, either a black mass or about black cloud or a or humanoid-type figure that was totally black. But after that, I could see them in their true form, and I was afraid. And Michael came to me and said, don't be afraid. You are seeing them through the eyes of an angel. You see them as we see them in their true form. And just, I want you to learn from them. I want you to watch them, see what they do, see how they work. When you're a kid, you think, oh, it's a game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And he says, you don't have to worry about them bothering you because I'll make sure they never bother you. Because you're going to need this information when you grow up. So can, that's what I did. Can you describe what? the true form of a demon is or are they do they each have their own unique no they're mostly they're the same and the old demons are the smartest and the most powerful of the demons and all demons look like they kind of look like an archangel they're seven feet tall 12 foot wingspan but that's where the similarities end because they're shades of black and gray and they have almost no features on their face. And the eyes in the old demons are golden. And when you look into the eyes, you see every evil that you've ever, you know, heard of, whatever thought of, and then some. It's like once you look into the eyes, you'll never be the same again. It's something that you never forget. It's pure evil. And the lesser demons or the younger ones that are more like hormonal teenagers running around. <laughs> they have, they're a little bit smaller, but same type of configuration, except for the eyes are red. Eyes are red on them as well as the minions, the shadow people, the, the uh, creepy crawly dudes, which they used to call imps in the old days. Uh, but their imps can, or creepy crawlies, they can make you see them as they want to be perceived in the yeah. way like, some people see them as thin paper men. Some people see them as giant spiders, potatoes, whatever. They can make you see them as they want. All demons can reach into your mind. 
and they pull out your preconceived image of what you think the demon looks like. Okay. And then they will show themselves as that, only they'll magnify that a hundredfold to elicit even more fear from you. Scary stuff. Um, yeah, that's, wow, that's all really fascinating. Um, I do one initial question when you were referring to the, um, the ones that look like, uh, with, you know, seven feet tall wingspan, are you referring to the fallen angels from biblical reference or is, is this a different? Yeah, they're the the same because in the beginning they were all white like beings Mm -hmm. and uh, we, we were we lived on another planet like you know eons ago and that's where basically god found us and we were a primitive race and he helped us to get rid of war and famine and disease and we evolved to the point that our whole goal in life was to amass knowledge to learn everything that could be learned and as time went by we evolved into pure energy it's a complex form of energy and once everyone evolved we traveled as a group uh, we traveled you know billions and trillions of light years and we saw you know planets being formed we saw black holes we see we saw stars going supernova you know we saw races being created it was just we saw everything and we traveled like that for hundreds of thousands of years until one day we decided that, you know what? We're tired of this life. We want to be physical again. We would like to have physical form. We would like to have children, no physical love, you know, growing old, that sort of thing. And the division was Lucifer and his followers said, no, this is not what we want. We do not want to be subject to a shell, to growing old, to disease, to pain, suffering. We don't want any of that. So that gave him the perfect excuse to go up against uh, God. And God was not stupid. He knew that it was just a matter of time before Lucifer did, not if, but when. Mm -hmm. So the war would have lasted a thousand of our years, but up there, there's no time. So it probably would be equal to a week. Wow, that's short. Yeah, and then when, in the end, Michael disarmed Lucifer and Ariel disarmed his son. And God said, I'm going to give you exactly what you want. You will not ever be able to take on physical form. He said, but you can't live among us. He said, because, you know, that would, there would be problems. So he opened up a rift into a dark realm of existence, and he said, here's where you're going to live. And him and all of his followers were put in there. At first, they were happy about it because, you know, they didn't want to deal with any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And Lucifer could be, you know, he could be king in his own little world. But over the years, they've grown angry and vengeful. And that's basically why they bother humans is when the white light soul is in a physical body, it's vulnerable. And so that's when, why they try to get their own back mm. on the white light souls. Interesting. So is, is that is that energy what they feed off of, for lack of a better term? Yeah, they yeah. feed off of negative energy like fear, okay. anger, oh, okay. you know, um, jealousy, any of the negative uh, emotions okay. promote energy that feeds them. 
Well, from this version that you're telling me, it sounds to me like demons aren't traditionally what we have been taught they are, which is, you know, something evil, all-encompassing evil. It sounds to me like demons are just, they're just uh, on one side of the, you know, of the of the war, so to speak. They're just a diff- different faction, not necessarily evil. They just wanted to well, go in another direction. They are evil because they've become that way. Him and his followers, it would be like, it would be equal to somebody who's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Didn't start out that you way, know? but became that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. became that way because of the of the dark and the the anger okay. and you know the vengeance that they that built up inside of them. People don't understand that in each demon there is a little bit of light still there, and nine times out of ten, when something sparks that light, they will push it down and squelch it because they don't want to deal with it. But every now and then, you'll come across one who lets it grow. And I only know two of them. And one of them I'll call Herb. He's uh, he's kind of a, he's a good guy. I snapped him back one time. And, and that's after that, he decided, you know, when that spark bloomed, he decided to take it and run. And he came to me one day and he said, I want Ariel to talk to Lucifer. He says, I'd like to be a go-between, a bridge between the living and our, and the darkness. He said, well, I'd like to help humans if I can. And so Ariel said, okay. She said, I'll go, before, I'll go to Lucifer and see if he'll do it or not, if he'll allow it. So he, I talked to him, and he said that he would have to you know, talk to the other, the old demon, the old demons that were, you know, in ruling. And they agreed to let him do that. And from time to time, he'll come to me with a case or information that I need. And we keep that kind of, that line open. I call him Herb, but that's not his real name. But close enough. Close enough. And may I ask how this, this complicated story about, who we were and how we evolved and came to be here. How did you learn that? Who told that to you? In 1988, I died and went to the other side. And my grandparents were there waiting for me. Then Michael was there. And he says, you need to understand who and what you are. And I said, yeah, I'm just me. He says, no, he says, you're, you're thinking like a human. You're, in your physical mind. And then he touched my forehead. And I saw all the lifetimes I lived, all 130 of them. And he says, look upon yourself. This is who you truly are. And I, I'm th- and I thought to myself, I don't have a mirror. How can I look upon myself? And then a mirror instantly appeared. And he says, you must understand. Thought becomes reality in our realm of existence. And it's the intention behind the thought that gives it power. And it's the same for the dark realm. He says, but look upon yourself. And I looked like him. I was like seven feet tall, 12 foot wingspan. But I had like long, dark auburn hair and blue-green eyes. And I wore the, the garb of a warrior. And he says, this is who you truly are. 
He says, your body was created to hold the soul of Ariel, the archangel, so that she may do the work in the physical realm of existence that we cannot do. And I hadn't a clue who Ariel was. He says, it's time for you to go back. He says, you don't, he says, you have much work to do. So I had been, I had been hit by a car on my motorcycle. And so I was clinically dead for two minutes. And there was a police officer that saw it happen. And he looked really relieved when I opened my eyes. And so I did my research to see who and what Ariel was. And there's not much you can find about her other than her name means Lion of God. And she's one of the five that guard the throne of God. But what they don't tell you is she was a, a demon slayer. She was a part of an elite group called the Legion of Light. It was created before the war between heaven and hell because God knew that it was a matter of when, not if, that Lucifer would pull something. So the Legion right. trains all warrior angels. That's, that's part of their job. But the Legion is made up of Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Ariel. So I actually can, I actually can hear her thoughts. And I know what I can see through her eyes. So I know when there's a demon present. I know what it is. I know where it comes from. I know why it was attracted to the individual. I know everything about it. I can actually look into its mind. So you are the so, physical manifestation of her? Of Ariel, her. yeah. People okay. say they see, when she comes forward, people say that there are wings coming out of my shoulders. And my eyes turn white. And my voice and my face changes. Um, so when, when, when you do visualize or see these, um, these demons, is there any, is there any interaction between you and them on your part? Um, I'm just thinking. I, I see them. I see what, like, I'll have somebody, you know, they'll send me an email saying, you know, there's something going on. I have an attachment or whatever. And I'll tell them to send me a picture. Mm-hmm. And once they send me a picture, I can see what's there and what isn't there. And so I can see it without it seeing me. And so you don't have to be I, physically no, I, present. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've, I've done it as far away as Amsterdam, uh, sorry, Netherlands, Australia, you know, wow. Spain. You know, I, I don't have to be present because they fight. Ariel fights them in a whole other plane of existence. Mm. So it's, okay. it's like, it would be like caught between human world and the, uh, the angelic world. It's that, you know, that veil in between there where they fight. Okay. And she's, she's really good at killing them and she enjoys it. Got it. Now, when you say, killing them from what I'm and, and please correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, but it, from what you said earlier, it sounds to me like reincarnation is what happens to our souls. I don't know if I'm yeah, using the correct terminology. Soul, yeah. Yeah. White light souls can reincarnate, but if a demonic soul gets sliced through with what they do is they, they basically have a hand to hand type of battle. Mm-hmm. It is literally spiritual warfare. Okay. And 
they the dark ones use the dark swords and the white light people lose the white light swords and if a if the angel cuts through the demon with the swords they actually just disintegrate i you know the first time i saw it i thought oh that's cool yeah you know because the molecules go up and spread among the stars so they cannot reincarnate mm. when they're dead they're dead they're dead okay. yeah well, what's no the, what makes the the light so special that they can reincarnate and the demons can't? It's when they were, when the demons were, when Lucifer and his followers were put in the dark realm, it changed their, it changed them energetically. So they no longer have the ability to reincarnate. Okay. Mm-hmm. The dark realm just took that away from them. But in, and, in, unless they, I don't mean to cut you off, but unless they are physically killed, they will live forever. What? Okay. All right. Yeah. They have just, that's why, you know, it used to be in the old days, Ariel says, they used to send them back into the dark. But the problem with that is they just come back again. They just find another way to come just back find again. another way. And yeah. cause more problems. Mm. So God said one day, you know, I'm tired of this. Lucifer was right. I am too lenient. He said, no more. He says, from this moment on, you will kill them. So that's what we've been doing. That's what I've been doing this lifetime. Um, I'm curious to have your take as far as what you're able to do and as far as what like a Catholic exorcist is able to do and maybe like, yeah, I, you know, I asked Michael about that one time. I said, mm-hmm. Michael, so why does it take me a minute, maybe two minutes to remove a demon and kill it? And I said, why does it take the Catholic Church, the, you know, the priests, you know, some can take years, yeah, years, months, weeks, you know, days. And he said, because it's very simple. He says, they have doubt. If they have any doubt in what they're doing, in the fact that can they do it in faith in themselves, faith in God, and faith in, you know, the, what they use, you know, their, their, uh, their way of doing it, Mm -hmm. then they're going to fail. Interesting. They're going to keep failing. He says, that's the difference. He says, you have no doubt. You have no fear of them either. You can't have a fear of the of the dark ones because it's a weakness, yeah. and they'll use it against you. Uh, people always ask me, "Well, aren't you afraid?" I said, "No. Why should I be afraid? I have no fear of them. I know what I can do, and I know that I'm good at it, and I have no no doubt in what I can do, and I have all the faith in the world of God." Yeah. What kind of training did your grandmother put you through in order to be able to get you to where you're at now? See, my grandmother died when I was 18, mm-hmm. uh, just long enough for me to see me get in the military. And uh, so all I learned from her was what she could teach me, which was, you know, animal communication, which I already was doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to tell good from bad in spirit as well as demons versus angels and the ability to communicate with angels and 
uh, uh, souls that need help, earthbound spirits. That's all that she could, her teachings were very limited. Mm -hmm. It was Michael and Gabriel and Raphael that taught me the rest in Ariel. She taught you enough to where you could be able to uh, get in touch with them, so to speak, and then... Yeah, once I, once I died and went to the other side, Michael did what he called a merge, where he merged the soul consciousness with the physical consciousness. That's why I can see through her eyes. When I look with human eyes, I see, I see a bed, I see a chair, I see a lamp, I see a tree. Huh? When I look with angelic eyes, I don't see any of that. I see okay. the energy yeah. that creates the object or the person or the tree. And is this, so it, it, it's vastly different. Is this a, the ability to look through different lenses? Is that something that you can control and have the ability to, to do at will, or does it just happen? Yeah. No, I can do it you at can will. can do it at will? It's just like switching off, going from, you know, putting on a pair of glasses, putting on a pair of glasses, putting on a pair of sunglasses, whatever. Okay. It's just, if I think it, it happens. Mm. And that's because of the merge. If we had, If I hadn't been interconnected with her so well, they probably wouldn't be able to do it that easily. Yeah. But because I've always been in connection with her my entire life, you know, from the time I was born on, it wasn't hard to achieve. Um, I was listening to a, uh, kind of just to go back to my uh, Catholic perspective, um, uh-huh. I was listening to an interview with a Catholic exorcist the other week, and he was talking about how, He's had a couple experiences where he's, he claimed that he had come across the devil incarnate. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you had any sort of experiences like that or or is it more of sort of you being able to seek them out? Well, it's like, uh, I'll I'll give you an example. Um, I did a show with Clyde Lewis called Ground Zero Mm -hmm. and it was a four-hour special on me, and I had, in the first two days, I had over 200 requests for help. Okay. But one of those was a woman Yeesh. who said that local, that was, she said that she was possessed. And I'm like, okay, you know. I said, send me a picture, because, you know, there are those people out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so she sent me a picture, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yep. Well, I have a friend that, an ordained minister and I have another friend that um, goes with me to uh, you know on ghost and girls paranormal we kind of investigate just we stick to the the negative stuff mm-hmm. but I I told them I, I told my friend Aaron the ordained minister I said listen God said you need to come with me I said because you fear the dark ones and you can't fear the dark ones and serve him so you need to come and you have to know that this is an exorcism. He had never been to one before mm-hmm. or in on one. And my friend hadn't either. I said, you need to prepare. I said, you're going to need to pray and prepare. I said, because this isn't going to be easy because this woman has 11 entities within her. Wow. And they're like, oh, crap. So we get there. I knock on the door, apartment door. And the woman answers, but she's not in control. It's the demon that's in control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, she said, she called, she said, 
go away bitch in Aramaic. But my brain is my brain is hardwired to interpret Aramaic. So, and then she slams the door. My friends are looking at each other like, "What just happened?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it." Knocking the door again. This time she was in control. We went inside, and I talked to her and told I told her what I was going to do. That I was going to remove the demons that were possessing her. So it took about, took the longest I've ever had. You know, Ariel was out for almost two and a half hours. And she's never been out for that long before because it's never taken that long. But then we've never had 11 of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. So we get down to the last one. And I told it, I said, you know, you need to come out of there. I said, you're, that's it. You know, you, you need to come out. And it refused. And I looked into its mind and I saw that it was hiding within this woman it was hiding from Lucifer. It had been given a job to do by Lucifer and it just blew him off. Didn't bother to do it. Just whatever. And I said, if you want to go home, I said, I will ask Jesus if he will take you home. And the demon's like, I can't go home. I said, yes, you can. If you're truly repentant, I said, you can go home. I said, but you're going to have to answer for what you've done. He, and he, he looked doubtful, and I said, Jesus, come forth. And my friends are standing in front of me, and this huge arm, white arm, came out with his hand uh, towards, the, towards the woman and the demon. And the demon looked like it was going to take the hand, but then he goes, no, 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 you're lying, you're lying, I can't go back. So Jesus withdrew his hand. And my friends are, like, freaking out. And then I said, Okay, Lucifer, I said, come forth. And dark figure appear in the hallway at the end of the hallway and walk towards walk towards a dark figure in like a fedora and double breasted suit and spats. Wow. That's how they perceived him. Okay. That's like the hat I saw, man. I saw like him, the hat. Yeah, I saw him in his true image. And Lucifer came forward and said, you know, you know, he told him to come with him. And, and the, he refused. The demon refused. And Lucifer looked at me and said, I know you don't want me to harm the woman. So I will be back for him tonight. And, uh, and Ariel bowed to him and he bowed back. And he walked down the hall and disappeared. And I told her, I said, don't worry about it. They're all gone but one. I said, and he'll come back and get it tonight. So you don't have to worry about that. So we all went home. My friends are freaking out. And I just have to yeah. laugh at them. I told them, I said, I said, listen, I bet, I said, I said, you bet you didn't know I moved in such exalted uh, circles, did you? <laughs> I started laughing. They, they started laughing. And so we all went home and we all woke up at 3 a.m. in our respective beds and heard Lucifer say, it's done. Wow. So I called her the next day and I advised, she said, I haven't felt like this in over 20 years. She said, I feel empty. I said, please get counseling. Mm. I said, you're going to have PTSD with this. So last I knew, which is a couple of years ago, she was still in counseling. So it's a good thing. Oh, wow. wow. Good for her. But it's, it's one of those things where, you know, that's not something you see every day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah, that is wild. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up question. Um, as far as as far as certain m- 
mental illnesses are concerned, is there any, are there entities behind, because I know some people have theorized that certain mental illnesses yeah, carry, yeah. Yeah, carry a, an yeah. entity behind them or. Some, some do, and uh, some, a lot, of, a lot of them though, will have the beginnings or they have a little bit of the mental illness. Mm. And this will attract the demon. Okay. So the demon will amplify this. They're an easier target? Yeah. Is that what right. it is? Makes okay. An easier target, and they will amplify what the person already has and make it 10 times worse. Mm. So it's, you know, so it really is an attraction for them. That lack of faith, uh, substance abuse, uh, being, you know, physical abuse by others, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in an abusive situation or living in an abusive situation. All of these things are, you know, attractive to demons and chaos. They love chaos. That stands they to reason. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 they just love. So, June, how did you get involved with um, your, your, your paranormal investigation group? What made you decide to start I'm assuming you're the one that started that up. I've, I've looked at your, yeah. your website and and uh, read through it a couple of times. So I'm, yeah. I'm interested to know how what 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 prompted you to do that because it seems like it's not necessarily always the same thing as going against demons. Right, and the thing is, I was I've always been ever since I got out of the military back in '81. You know, I've been helping people with their paranormal issues by word of mouth forever and ever. And um, Aaron, my friend that's the ordained minister, he had a group and he was, you know, he was having a Halloween special. And so I went to his Halloween special. I thought that'd be yeah. cool for Halloween, you know? Yeah. So he has, he has a, he had a show called Paranormal Crossing. And he wanted me to be on the show. He wanted to interview me on the show before he knew what I, what I did. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And he says, well, he said, you know, come on and talk about angels or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll talk, I'll talk about negatives. So we did an interview. He did two interviews, one with another person. And then me right after that. And he always records his on the studio uh, the studio computer, as well as his Blu-ray and some other uh, different formats. So we did the interview, and I kept waiting for it to come online. It was supposed to be on the local channel, and I kept waiting and waiting. And, and finally, I said to him, I said, what's up with that? I said, where's the interview? I said, I have friends that want to watch it. And he says, I know you're not going to believe this, he says, but there is no interview. He says, it disappeared. Oh. It's not, it wasn't on the studio one. It wasn't on my Blu-ray. It wasn't on any of the other formats I recorded everything on. The other woman's was, but yours is like it never existed. Dang. He thought I'd be mad. He thought I would be mad. I just started laughing. I said, you don't understand. I deal with the dark ones. I said, that's normal. He said, can you, will you come on again? I said, yeah, I'll come on. This time I'll ask Michael to the earth, you know, come into the earth realm with me. So he'll protect. So we do the second interview in about 30 minutes into the interview. Um, 
the hostess, you know, that the other host, she said, she's commented, she says, I, I, the cold air has been blowing on me this entire time. And suddenly I felt a break in the air because I asked Michael to come and stand behind us. And they asked if they could see Michael. I said, yeah, I'll have him come stand behind us. And just when I said that, she, this is what she commented on. She said, it's like I saw this huge wing. I got this impression of a huge wing. And then Michael stood behind Aaron. And in the monitor that we watch when you're on the show, you could see Michael's reflection. Wow. But you, but you couldn't see it in the film. But if you listen shortly after that, it, uh, after the 30 minute, you'll hear a scream, a demon scream, because I felt the demon come into the studio. It was following whenever Michael's in the physical world, you know, there are souls that come because they want to go home. Mm. So this demon just followed the souls, like what's going on? And Michael wrapped his wing around the demon and sent him back into the dark realm. And as he does that, you can hear the scream. Ooh. Dang. So people are like, people yeah. like freaking out. Yeah, that's said, I've got, that's I've got a lot of, I've caught a lot of demons screaming. They don't, they don't like me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of recordings of that. And so after that was, was that what prompted you to, to get yeah. into the what, more of the paranormal yeah. investigation? He asked me if I would join his group. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I was a member of his group. I still am sort of a member of his group. But I told him, I said, most of the people in his group uh, don't, in fact, 99.9% of them don't deal with the darkness and don't want to deal with the darkness. So that's why I formed my own group, two-person group called Ghosts and Girls Paranormal. Because we deal strictly with negative entity issues. Because it's not for everyone, and I'm not going to involve people in what I do if they can't hack it. Well, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not going to take that chance of them, you know, having an issue. So I basically separated myself for that part of it. Now, the other person that's with you in your in your group is she also a medium? Um, she she is. She's more empathic. Okay. Than anything, um, she doesn't see demons, and the way I do, she just sees them like, mm, like when you're driving down a road and it's really hot and you get those wavy lines when there's a mirage, you know, mm-hmm. that's the heat coming yeah. up. Yeah. That's that's what she sees the little creepy crawlies as. Okay, but she can't do anything with them. She just knows that they're there. But she is, like I said, she's very empathic and she does a lot with the clients. Because when I'm called in in person on a case, I know the minute I get there where the demon is. Mm. And I, I don't really talk much because I head directly to where the demon is. And she has to talk to the clients and let them know what I'm doing and why I'm doing that and stuff like that. She's very good at that sort of thing. And, and I'm too focused on killing the demons. <laughs> yeah. Is there any difference between what we consider to be ghosts and what it is that that you see as far as the the beings of light and the beings of darkness? Oh yeah, the uh, earthbound spirits, 
ghosts, earthbound spirits, ghosts, or souls, white light souls, that are caught between our worlds and crossing over. And the angels are on a higher vibrational uh, plane of existence. Okay. So they're totally different. I mean, they can travel, the white light beings can travel into the dark realm as well. If there's a, if an archangel can, let's put it that way, an archangel can travel into the dark realm okay. if they need to. But um, an earthbound cannot. And an earthbound, uh, some people don't know that a demon will use utilize an earthbound in locations where they can't get into. Say somebody, you, I, I created a black salt that was, it's a special one. It's, it's got an, an Ariel's energy in it. God gave me the recipe for it and said, you know, I want you to give this to the people so that they can protect themselves with it. Mm-hmm. And so if they lay down the black salt around their house, the demons can't get into it. Mm. But they can send a human spirit in, you know, under their control to either give the person uh, a bad dream or, or to cause physical harm, that sort of thing, even though they don't want to do it. You know, they have no they have no control over it because the demons are in charge. Right. And the I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask this. So the, the earthbound spirits that are here that are that are trapped. So right. Right. basically they're like in purgatory, I guess would be is the way I'm kind of looking at it. But well, they're not really in purgatory. It's just they're caught and they don't know how to get to. They don't know how. Sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it happens where, say, the person will die traumatically and quickly. Uh-huh. And they'll die so quickly that basically they don't know where the heck they are. Right. I had, I had one guy that he died of a major heart attack. And he went into what's equal to shock in the human world. If you were a human, you'd say you're in shock. Everything goes black. You pass out. Well, the same thing. He, you know, he went. Everything went black when he woke up. Mm-hmm. His daughter-in-law and son were walking through his house, talking about renting the house up. And he, he didn't know he was dead. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to get their attention and everything. Once he realized he was dead, then he's kind of stuck there. He didn't know how to get because he missed the light. What happens is a, a tunnel opens up into a white light tunnel, and they just walk into it, and they're transported right to the into the heavenly realm. But if they miss that tunnel, they either have to find somebody who can create one for them and help them cross, mm-hmm. or they get stuck. So okay. all you have to do really is create a, a white light tunnel in your mind. Remember, thought becomes reality. You create the white light tunnel, and you tell them telepathically, Run, do not walk into the light, mm-hmm. and you'll go home. And 99.9% of the time, they'll just go home. They just want somebody to help them. Mm. But where I was uh, headed with my question is, how do you explain um, the re- re- the residual repeated hauntings, like where a traumatic event has taken place, like the classic uh Civil War yeah, like, thing, where yeah, the, like a loop. Yeah. yeah, where where you know her her husband went off to to war and she went to the window every day to wait for his return and he never came back oh, because that, he died and then that, that oh. haunting repeats itself. So what can yeah, you that, explain that? That's simple. Yeah, that's simple because well, sometimes when a person dies, okay, 
they will notice the change of time. They will notice the progression of time. They'll see it happening. And then you'll have other ones that become stuck in their own time zone, in their own time frame. And they never progress. They never see the change of time. To them, the house is the same. This is their house. They live there. It's not modernized. They see it as it was when they were alive. Mm-hmm. So this this continues. You know, they she relives that over and over again because she's stuck in her own time. If she were to let go of that, she would see the progression of time. But a lot of them are so entrenched in their time good, that you So if you're visual, listening to this haunting, and you feel like because you, uh, they don't know any other sort of way, they're stuck, like, to you, you know, like just in a take loop. her advice and then uh, and look up living the same moment over and over, over again. Com and she'll be able to give you a hand and help. So yeah, but you can help. FYI, so they're, they're like frozen, basically frozen in time. As a nurse, so I get to when I, if you have a nice, you know, if you have an 1800 house and you modernize it to Last question, going back to uh, you said I died in, in Auschwitz. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. That's why they'll walk through through walls where there used to be a door or go upstairs where there's no stairs anymore. I'm going to look at you, okay. the young man. Mm-hmm. And I was 27. That's, that's very interesting. 27. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yes. Okay. It does. Makes sense. So I had I'm, mentioned. I'm going to look this up. Switch and I'm gears a little bit. I'm definitely going to get you back on the podcast. We're going to be talking. We're going to explore this one a little bit further. Being a, a pet. yeah, it's a lot of things people don't Psychic understand. They past life medium. still hang around. I, I, forgive me if I'm not. <laughs> Thank you very much for hearing <laughs> on the podcast. Animal, animal communicator. Animal yeah. communicator. There you we go. Find her at demonseer.com. So tell me a little bit. We questions or you need help. That's uh, how you can get in touch with her on her contact page. Minutes, the last fifteen Thanks minutes. Once the, again for the being podcast on the podcast. Tell me a little bit about what that is like. Hang around after I close things out and we'll. We'll, we'll talk offline here just for a minute, okay? Okay, we're right. ready. All right, I'm going to put you it's on. I find that very fascinating. Okay, yeah, it's kind of cool because I have friends that are animal communicators. I have um, one that lives in eastern Oregon, and she communicates. She gets uh, images uh, from animals. Okay. And my other friend gets, like, uh, emotions, energy, feelings, and sometimes she'll get, you know, like a, a video clip. But I get like, I sit down and have a conversation with them like I'm having with you right now. I mean, once they get over that first initial shock mm-hmm. of being able to hear me, to understand me, mm-hmm. then, it's, then, it's all, then it's all on there. It's like, you know, I'd like to have this and I'm tired of that. And, you know, my, my owner is so, you know, is full of so much energy or she's having so much anxiety. And I don't know how to help her, so that's why I'm nipping at her. And so you just relay the information to the person that, that has the, the animal. And it's like you know, I have that's people awesome. that say, well, you know, my, my dog's having this, is, this issue or they're not getting along well with my, my grandson or my granddaughter or my husband or whatever. So then I have to sit down and I have to talk to the animal. You know, as long as i got a picture, I'm okay. And I have to tell them, you know, this is what's going on. This is not acceptable. You cannot do that. You know, you just have to have a, you don't tell them what to do. You just sit down and have a conversation with them. Like, like I would with you say, really, that's not working. You know, we shouldn't really do that. Let's, <laughs> let's try something else, you know, because I don't Take like to tell approach. them yeah. what to do. Yeah, that's not right. I mean, I wouldn't want somebody coming and tell me that. So you, there you have to have respect for the animals, just like I have yeah. respect for those mm. who crossed over, you know. 
So does – go go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's it. Okay. So does, does the animal have to be alive in order for you to communicate with it, or are you able no. to – you're you're no. able to communicate after they go. So, are they yeah. made up of the same uh, stuff that mm-hmm. we are? They're they're beings of yeah. light. Oh yeah. See, the thing is, people believe that you know, an animal is an animal, and they can't be a human. But that's wrong. They can come back as a human. They could come back as a fish. They could come back as a dog. They can come back as whatever they want. We're all complex energy, and a lot of them choose to come back as animals. It's like my Springer, I just lost her last August. After she was sorry. 15 years old. And she's this, that was her third incarnation. Wow. And now I'm waiting for her to come back again. I always find her. She always tells me when she's coming back. Mm. So I always end up finding them. Nice. Wow. wow. That kind of gave me a little, little goosies right there. I know, right? Nice. Yeah. Is that, uh, I'm just curious, is that... Um, is that unique from person to person? I mean, do we all, obviously some people, I guess, don't recognize it, but is that, I mean, do we all if, find those repeated yeah, souls? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. If you love them and they love you, then they'll come back to you. And it's just a matter of, and you don't even realize it, but you'll find them because mm-hmm. they'll guide you there. It's like all of a sudden you see something ad or you see a newspaper classified ad or something or somebody mm-hmm. talks about something. They know how to get you to them. Just because, like like the one right now, my, my Springer has been reborn. So now I'm just waiting for the connection to be formed. Mm-hmm. I know when she's reborn, but that doesn't mean she can't still communicate with me because I can still communicate with her soul. So it's just a matter of, you know, they, get, they move you in the right place at the right time so that, they can, so that you can find each other. Mm-hmm. And the way that you can communicate with them like uh i i'm just going to use myself as an example okay uh-huh. so i had um a couple of beloved dogs that died several years apart my my last one uh-huh. died um very traumatically uh on saint patrick's day a year uh-huh. ago yeah uh so if i wanted to uh know something about them would i have to send you a picture would i have to like email yeah. you a picture yeah, yeah, just email me a picture, yeah. That would be awesome. if A picture, questions, whatever you want to know, yeah. Well, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that because okay, I would yeah. really, yeah. I would really like to know, um, I have questions, I have, I have so many questions, <laughs> you know. Well, they're both, they're both going to come back. They're like, we're coming back, yeah. tell them we're coming back. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's. That's very comforting to know. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's very, very comforting to know. And so when they come back, when or I guess not just them, but we all have that ability to come back, right? So we're we're all reincarnated. So are there ever like instances of when like if I am, obviously this is probably not my first life, right? But Right. Is are there ever instances uh, where I can remember my past? Is that mm-hmm. like I mean, is it is that supposed to happen? Is that a fluke? Is how does that? No, you can't. You can. It's just a matter of you know talking to, sitting down and talking to your soul. If you can make the connection to your soul, 
then you can see that your past lives, you can see every, everything that happened. It won't be in detail, but you can, it's like, okay, like my husband is one of those people, like you can't touch it, feel it, or see it, it doesn't exist. And what do you know? He's married to me, <laughs> but he's an auditor. That's what he does for a living. So he's very left brain. So, but it's like he had a dream. This was about 10 years ago. He had a dream and in the dream, he was on board the Arizona and he was walking through water like you walk through air. They were in the rec room, which is below deck. So the big topic of conversation is why didn't they come for us? They entombed those men. You know, they never came, they never got their bodies out. Right. And he says, and the next thing I know, I'm up on board. I'm up on the monument. I'm running my finger down. And I find my name and I wake up. Ooh. And he said, I had this dream three nights in a row, exactly the same. Wow. So he says, get me a list of the men that died on the Arizona. So there's 18 pages of men that died oh, on the geez. Arizona. So on page 13, he comes and he says, this is it. This is who I was. I look at the name, and the name is Raymond Arthur Roby. He says, this is who I was. Now, this, like I said, this is a man who can't touch a feeler or see it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. He's like, this, is, this was me. He's always had an absolute fear of drowning and never even had a slip in the bathtub as a baby. Never. So, well, now you know where that uh, comes from. Yeah, yeah, so I told him, I said, that's where that comes from. Yeah. And I named my son after my grandfather, Ray Arthur. Okay. So, no coincidence. That's the same as coincidence. Wow. Dang. <laughs> that, is, that is fascinating. That is really, wow. Yeah. That's... So these, these things can hold over. Mm-hmm. People yeah. with unsubstantiated fears of drowning, fears of heights, fears of buses, fears of snakes. These are all because they died in that manner in the previous lifetime. Hmm. I have heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I've seen all 30, all 130 of my lifetime and they're not so good. Mm-hmm. Always had some really bad death. Yeah. I was strangled. I was strangled to death in 1942 was the last one. Dang. I was, I was burned as a witch in Salem I was hung as a witch in England, which I've been to the place where I was hung. Wow. And it's like, oh, deja vu. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's another thing that I was kind of going to talk to you about is that feelings of deja vu. Is, mm-hmm. is, is that kind of like us remembering yes. something that happened? Little bit, little snippets, yeah. Yeah. We just got to train our minds. Mm-hmm. To uh, open, to be open uh, and yeah. to listen. Yeah, it's yeah. it's quite simple. You know, I, I do that for a lot of people. I can tell them their past lives. Usually it's the lifetimes that have made the most impact mm-hmm. in their, in their uh, succession of lives. Wow. But, uh, like my friend that's the minister, it's like, he's like, I've always had this back pain. Nobody knows where it comes from. You know, it's L5S1. I looked at him and I said, you were a centurion in Rome, and you were speared there in L5-S1. Is that where your pain is? And he's like, yes, that's where my pain is. Oh. And I'm like, okay, well, there you go. How about that? Man. Yeah. He says, I've always had a fascination with Rome. I said, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> well, there, there you <laughs> there <it> go. <laughs> okay, so maybe, uh, now that kind of scares me because uh, I have always had a fascination in 
Eric knows where I'm going mm-hmm. with this. I can see the look on <laughs> your face. And I, 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 I don't want this to sound the wrong way. Okay. So I'm just going to say it. It won't. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I have always had, since I was a, a, a child, I've always had a fascination with the Nazi Germany area, uh, era of, of how, uh, Adolf Hitler, one man could, could take a, basically a, a whole entire nation and hypnotize this whole entire nation into bowing to his will. And, and along with that, how they were able to create a, a, a whole, like just false history in, in everything of, of what because Germany was. So, there were demons, old demons attached to Gehring, Rommel, and Hitler. Well, that I totally believe, but... Because Ariel, Michael, and Gabriel removed them. Usually, Hitler made sure that, nev- that never did they have all of his generals, all of his commanders, in one meeting in any one location. Yeah, that's never. true. Yeah. Okay, well, there was one time when it happened... And that's when the archangels killed the demons that were attached to each of them. It was right after that 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 Nazi Germany started losing. Wow! It, well, if you don't have the support of the demons, you're not going to yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what what concerns me is was could I have been a Nazi in a previous life? No, actually, you were killed in Auschwitz. Oh, at the age of twenty-seven. Well, that's the other side to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, supposedly there, um, I do have some some Jewish heritage somewhere in my mm-hmm. family. I mean, if you could look at my big schnoz, that's the first uh-huh. uh, sign. But um, yeah, I've, I've been wow. told um, by mm-hmm. my my biological father's. Uh, side of the family that there's supposedly some Jewish heritage in us somehow. Um, Name was Henrich S-C-H-W-A-T-Z. Well, wait, wait, wait. I have to write this down. Hang on. Let me get a pen. Wait, wait a minute. Where's a pen when I need one? Holy crap. Okay. All right. Say that again. H e n r i c h is the first name. Uh huh. S w s c h w a t z. S c h w a t z. Yeah. S c h w a t z. That was the name you had at that in that lifetime. Okay, I'm looking. To, I'm going to see if I can look some stuff up on this. This is fascinating. Oh my God! I'm going to have to get you back on. <laughs> I would love to yeah. have you. I would love to do some research on this, and then let's follow up on this one day and have you back on the podcast. What do you say? Yeah, that's cool. I'm oh headed for England Friday, so I'll be gone for till the end of the month. Oh gosh, I love England. I would love to live over there. I've been there a couple of times. Would lo- I would love to live there. My wife just won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> Great climate. Great climate. I'm going to I'm going to the Isle of Wight for a week. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. And then I'm Very fly- then I'm flying to Glasgow to see friends. Very jealous. That'll very jealous. That will be well, fun. Have a have a good and safe trip. And I really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast. I've been looking forward to to this for a little while now. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> and 
everybody, this is June Lundgren. June, can you please, in case uh, people who are listening to this podcast, if they need to get in touch with you, if they have questions, if they need help, uh, tell us how we can can, uh, have my listeners get in touch with you in case they need help. Um, You can go to my website, demonseer.com, and there's a contact page. I also do intuitive readings. And I do, I do mentor people as well. So you can find everything on that page. I'm also on Facebook under June Lundgren. And that's L-U-N-D-G-R-E-N, Lundgren. Yep. Okay. Lundgren. And it's demonseer.com. All one word, yeah. Demonseer.com, yeah. And one final question before we uh, run completely out of time here, June. If someone uh, is... If, if they suspect that they have some sort of dark energy or dark entity uh, mm-hmm. attached to them, they're feeling um, like they're being attacked or drained or, or have this, this thing attached to them, what is the best way until they can find someone such as yourself, what is the best way that, that, that they may be able to protect themselves until they're able to, to find someone who can help them. There are, there are a few things that will really protect you. That's the problem. You know, you have things that will, like, kick them out of your house but not keep them gone forever. Uh-huh. Um, you can take, if you have, if you think it, the entity is in your house, first thing I would tell you is never sage. Because if you sage and the entity is in your home, it will ramp things up like you wouldn't believe mm. because it, A, it lets them know that you know they're there, and mm. B, you're trying to get rid of them. So that okay. pisses them off. And the same so thing goes with, want, with Palo, uh, 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 gosh, what's the name of the wood? I'm not sure. Oh, God. You know what? the wood that you burn? Palo you're Santo. About, Palo Santo wood? Oh, Palo Santo. Yeah, they won't do a thing. They just laugh at that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they'll laugh. And then they'll get pissed. Great. But the okay. um, best thing is to take some holy, you can take some holy water, anointing oil, uh, yeah, as long as it's not in your home, and just seal your windows and doors, make the sign of the cross over the windows and doors, and ask for God's protection. And you can also, you know, they don't like it when you say in God's name, you know, be gone or rebuke them. They don't like that either. Uh, but if you've got an attachment, there's not much that can help you except somebody that can remove it. I do, in my new book, Demon Seer, The Awakening, there is a chapter on how to help yourself and where to find help. And the Johnson brothers, they're, Keith and, and his brother, they're, they're in there. Their connection stuff is in there. Uh, Ron Fiel, uh, Order of St. Michael of Exorcist, his, his connection stuff's in there. All I've, sent, I've got a lot of people that have they wanted to be in the book set so that they could help. Okay, so that's you great. Can, yeah. You can find help in there as well. Great news. Good, good info. So if you are listening to this and you feel like you uh, have some sort of dark energy attached to you, just take her advice and then uh, look up Joan Lundgren, demonseer.com, and she'll be able to give you a hand and help you out. 
Yeah, that's, I just want to FYI, I'm working 60 hours a week as a nurse. So <laughs> I know the feeling. So I, I get to you when I can get to you. <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah, thanks for putting that out there. Last yeah. last question, going back to uh, you said I died in, in Auschwitz. Is that what you said? Yep. And what year? Do you know? I don't know the year. I just okay. can see it. I can see the camp and I can okay. see I'm gonna look you. At the young man mm-hmm. and I was 27? 27 27 yeah okay I'm I'm gonna look this up and I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna get you back on the podcast and we're gonna be talking we're gonna explore this one a little bit further yeah it's a lot of things people don't understand they past lives still hang around mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you very much for appearing on the podcast everybody June Lundgren, you can find her at demonseer.com. If you have any questions or you need help, that's how you can get in touch with her on her contact page. Thanks once again for being on the podcast, Ms. Lundgren, and um, hang around after I close things out, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk offline here just for a minute, okay? Okay. All We're right. ready. All right. I'm going to put you on hold here real quick, okay? Okay. All right. All right, everybody. That was it. Wonderful. Yeah. That was we'll, it. We'll, record the, we'll record the rest of it later. Well, that about does it for tonight's episode of Parareality. I'd love to hear what you think about the episode, so drop me a line at sandman at parareality.com. That's the quickest and easiest way you can get in touch with me here at the show. I'd love to hear your thoughts or comments about what you heard this evening. Email address, once again, is sandman at parareality.com. And speaking of uh, ways to get in contact with me, you know, I'm all over social media. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash sandman.parareality. That's the official Facebook page for the podcast. Or you can just uh, do a Facebook search for a Parareality podcast. You can uh, post a message on my wall, slide in my DMs right there. Um, sometimes it takes me a day or two to uh, get back in touch with you. So if I don't get, you know, you don't get a response from me really quickly, don't worry. Sometimes it just, uh, you know, life happens and you're busy with stuff, and sometimes it may take me a minute, but I do respond to every Facebook DM that I get. Speaking of DMs, if you've got uh, Twitter or Instagram, you can follow me on both of those. My username, my handle on Twitter and Instagram, same thing, Parareal Radio. That's at Parareal Radio. You can always find out what's going on in the world of Parareality by following me on my social media accounts. And like I said, you don't want to get me on Facebook, you want to get me on Twitter or Instagram, you can just slide me a DM right there at Parareal Radio on both Twitter and Instagram. Or if you want to call and leave me a comment, not just about this episode, but about anything, maybe you want to say, hey, I love your show, or maybe you want to say, hey, I've got an idea for a topic, or maybe uh, you think I suck and you just want to tell me, or maybe... Maybe you've had some sort of weird encounter that you can't explain and you want to tell me about it. Well, you can always call me on the studio line. I got a direct line right here to the podcast. It comes right into the secret bunker. The number is area code 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. Just leave me a message, but I want you to remember this, though. If you do leave me a message, 
you are giving me permission to play your comment back on the podcast. So if you don't want that to happen, you'll need to let me know somewhere in your message. Now, I'm always looking for interesting stories for the podcast. So if you got a story that you'd like to tell, call me up. 615-692-1170. Leave a message on the voicemail. There's about a three-minute time limit on that voicemail, so if you run out of time, call back, pick up where you left off. And I also want you to know, I do not give out names or contact information or anything like that on the uh, voicemail whenever I play it back on the podcast. Uh, so if you leave your full name, I won't broadcast that last name out. I'll just do a first name only. I will not... Uh, broadcast your contact information unless you give me permission to do all that. So don't worry about uh, you calling up and and me uh, revealing any of your personal info if you do happen to leave any of that. I won't do that, so don't worry about it. So like I said, give me a call, 615-692-1170. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash sandman.parareality. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Parareal Radio. And don't forget to visit my website, parareality.com. That's a place where you can keep up with all of the latest paranormal news from all around the world. I've got an entire page of the website devoted to weird news, and the content is updated almost daily. You can also shop in the Parareality store, watch some of the terrible videos that I've made for the podcast over the years, and even listen to some of your favorite episodes in the archives section of the podcast. I've got tons of audio on the website from uh, all kinds of uh, variations of parareality that I've had over the years. Even back when I was doing uh, terrestrial radio on uh, WRFN out of Pasquo, Tennessee, I've got several of my episodes from that on the podcast, and it, everything is free. So if you've got a favorite episode or if you want to just peruse through and, and see what you can find, Feel free, go ahead, go to the archive section of parareality.com and just uh, knock yourself out. I'll never charge for any of that content. Speaking of content, Parareality can be heard on your favorite podcast station. Just do a search for Parareality. If you've got a smart speaker, you can listen there too. If you've got any of these podcast skills on your device, just say, hey, play the Parareality podcast. And I also have a YouTube channel, and you can listen to the podcast there too. I upload all the audio of every podcast to my YouTube page. And it's also got some great videos like UFO and paranormal documentaries. Sometimes I would do a little news segment called News of the Strange. It's got some terrible show videos I've done over the years. Uh, it's got some chemtrail videos. You know, I'm a big chemtrail uh, conspiracy theorist. It's full of all kinds of stuff. That's where you can con you can find all the video content. Now, sometimes I do video the podcast, um, but, um, you know, I, I think it's great for people who have a, a, a podcast that's big enough that they can do video and, you know, they have uh, all of this fancy equipment where they just, uh, you know, do camera switches back and forth and stuff like that so you can see them sit there and talk. But, you know, really, I, I don't see this is a podcast, which is audio, and I don't see the need to always do a lot of video for the podcast where you're just looking at me sitting behind a microphone with a pair of headphones on talking to no one. Uh, that doesn't seem like it's something that would interest a whole lot of people. But every once in a while, I will do a a uh, 
a video just to put up there. But I've got all kinds of stuff for you guys to check out. So uh, make sure that you go to uh, YouTube.com slash user slash Parareality1. That's the number one on the end of Parareality. The next episode of Parareality is going to drop on Friday, July the 6th at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. I hope that this podcast opens up your mind in new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Hope you have a wonderful evening, a great weekend, and I will see you again in July. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.